0: Improper disposal of batteries can spark fires. Fires on garbage trucks and at trash and recycling centers cost millions and put lives in danger. Batteries do not belong in regular trash and recycling. Learn more at gorecycle.org. Brought to you by Covanta. Leftovers. Or. (laughs) The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or.
1: Chumba. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. going to go for a
0: touchdown. 40, run, William, run! He's got blockers in front, five, touchdown! Joshua Cribs turns disaster into a score! Sight wants it all on this one for Logan, and he is there! Jim Brown with a 30, Jim Brown is going to go in for another
1: touchdown! The Cleveland Browns select
0: Baker Mayfield. Wow! It is Baker Mayfield. he <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Hello Cleveland, welcome to another episode of the 1085 Grand Podcast. It is episode number 70. I can't believe we're at 70 episodes already. Uh, I am your host, Anthony Jokey, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jack McCurry of the North Coast Sports. How are you doing tonight, Jack?
0: I'm doing great, man. It, it's finally here. NFL football is back. We were recording this just prior to the start of the season between the Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm just thankful that NFL football is back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if for some reason you guys hear, like, Blastoise shooting stuff off in the background, Jack's having his house power off, so just completely ignore it. Um, well, tonight we're going to continue our divisional preview. And... Tonight we're going to do the AFC South and the NFC South. Uh, On our last episode, we interviewed both uh, Michael Kist and Mark Schofield. Uh, They previewed the the AFC-NFC East with us. Tonight we don't have any interviews for you, but uh, me and Jack are going to go through uh, each team in in these two divisions. Uh, We're going to talk about a major storyline with both teams. And uh, we're just going to keep it rolling and have some good discussion about both the ASC South and the NFC South. Let's start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They made it to the ASC Championship game last season uh, where they lost to the New England Patriots. And, you know, it seems like for the last two or three years with them, the biggest question has been Blake Bortles. Their defense has uh, come into their own, but you know there's there've been still lingering questions about about Blake Bortles. Jack, when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, is Bortles uh, the long-term answer for this team, or do you think that he's somebody that could get them to the Super Bowl and potentially win the Super Bowl?
0: I I still think he's a short-term solution. I mean, I liked Bortles coming out of Central Florida in 2014. You know, I didn't think he was going to go third in the draft when Jacksonville took him. But, you know, he's had his ups and his downs, there's no doubt about it, through his first four seasons here in the National Football League. You know, last year he was able to get them to the AFC Championship and was within minutes of getting them to the Super Bowl. You know, and you look at his game, you know, he's – right around a 59 60 percent completion percentage it's okay it's not great for an NFL quarterback um he does turn the ball over a lot but he also gets the ball down the field and puts them in position to score touchdowns and you know when i was trying to make my prediction i'm, th- I'm thinking like can bortles be the guy i think he can do a degree Uh, I also think that that defense is a big reason why they're so successful. I think when they took Leonard Fournette last year in the rookie season they had, that was a big reason why they were successful. Um, Going back to that old style of running the ball and playing elite defense that could win you a championship uh, instead of having an elite quarterback. So I think with Blake Bortles, he can get them to the Super Bowl and perhaps win it, but I don't think he'll be the main reason why they win it would you
1: consider um, with the Jacksonville Jaguars that would it be a fair comparison that he is the, the Trent Dilfer of that team? Somebody that won't lose you football games, but he won't really win you any either and could potentially win the Super Bowl with that kind of defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think he's a better version than Trent Dilfer. Not saying Trent Dilfer was an awful quarterback. He was an average quarterback. But I think Bortles, you know, he's got a good, a decent arm. He can throw the ball deep. And he's also got a mobility to his game, what I don't think Dilfer had during his NFL career. Um, but, yeah, I think Bortles is good enough to win a Super Bowl. But it's, like I said, it's going to be dependent upon how strong the defense is once again and if Fournette can stay healthy and run the ball effectively like he did last year.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, I consider Bortles, uh, like I said, I would compare him to Dilfer. I compare him to Alex Smith. He's not somebody that's going to throw the ball 50 times and win the football games, you know, like like an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. But I think over the years, Bortles has become a really smart quarterback. Uh, he's shown that he can extend plays when necessary, um, you know, to escape the pocket and, and pick up a first down. So I think Bortles is someone who, who could potentially lead the the Jags to a Super Bowl with, with that kind of defense that they have. Uh, the next team we're going to talk about is uh, the Houston Texans. You know, the, the Jags kind of have a sure thing quarterback. Uh, Houston, uh, they have Deshaun Watson coming back from a horrific ACL uh, injury. When, when you look at this Houston-Texas team, they've been plagued by the injury bug for it, it seems like the last three or four years between Watt, uh, Clowney, I um, can't remember if Brian Cushing is still there or not, uh, but Deshaun Watson last year. They always seem to have these guys uh, injured, and I, I don't know what it is, but in order for the Houston Texans to have success, I would assume you would agree that uh, they need to be healthy.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. I think we all seen last year when Watson became the starting quarterback that the Houston Texans were taking off. And, you know, he was on his way to perhaps being rookie of the year, maybe even being an MVP uh, contender. You know, they were competitive in ball games against the Patriots. You know, they were looking like a playoff team. And then Watson tore his ACL in practice on a non-contact injury, and their season plummeted. Lo and behold, it worked out for the Cleveland Browns. We got the fourth pick in the draft out of it. But, you know, for Houston, like you said, it's, it's coming down to can their elite players stay healthy. You know, J.J. Watt has been dealing with back problems the last couple seasons, Clowney. Went through some knee injuries the first couple of years. Last year he played all 16 games and showed he had the potential to be what the Texans thought he would be when they drafted him number one. And obviously with Watson, it's a matter of can he stay healthy. He looked really good in the preseason. Um, but if he can stay healthy, I think Houston can go far. I think they can win this division. I think they can make a playoff run. Um, but if he doesn't, you're looking at a situation where Brandon Whedon, former Browns quarterback is the backup right now. And if he has to come in and play, then Houston season's going to falter. And you got to feel for Bill O'Brien, you know, he was labeled as, you know, this offensive minded coach, and you've only got to see flashes of it at times because of poor quarterback play. And just the injury bug has continued to bite that team.
1: With what the Texans have on defense and what the playmakers have on offense, if say Deshaun Watson isn't able to, you know, if he isn't able to come back right away, or if he, you know, plays gets hurt again, or you know, if he just isn't Deshaun Watson, is this a team that still could compete compete for the playoffs without Deshaun completely 100 percent? with the playmakers that they have?
0: I, I really don't think so. I think when you look at I mean, they have Lamar Miller and they have DeAndre Hopkins, and Hopkins is one of the best receivers in football. But like I said, it comes down to quarterback play in the league for the most part unless you have an elite-level defense or a very high average run, or above average running back, and I don't think Lamar Miller's that. I, I If Watson were to go down to injury, I don't see the Texans being a good football team. I just think him being on the field and his the way he you know, the swagger he brings, the leadership he brings, and the play he brings on the field. I just think he is the reason why Houston looked so great last year for those few games until he, the injury happened. And if he were to go down, like I said, Whedon would have to step in at quarterback and I don't think it would end well for the Houston Texans.
1: Well, let's continue the quarterback injury theme and with that, let's move to the Indianapolis Colts and Andrew Luck. Luck uh, didn't play at all last season. Um, he's coming back from that soldier, shoulder injury. They, he didn't throw a football for the longest time. And it, it seems to be one of the biggest mysteries of um, you know, how bad his shoulder really was. And for him to not be able to throw a football at times, it, it must have been pretty bad. So the whole success of the Indianapolis Colts, they don't have the fancy playmakers. They don't have the fancy defense. The whole success of the Colts uh, falls upon Andrew Luck's uh, shoulders, no pun intended. Um, Can Andrew Luck return from injury, in your opinion, and
0: uh, bring this Colts franchise back? I mean, it's a definite big question, and i seen today Ian Rappaport talking about that Andrew Luck's having problems with his mechanics and his accuracy. And if you're a Colts fan, you definitely have to be concerned with that because, you know, Andrew Luck was supposed to be the next Peyton Manning, the next John Elway when he was drafted number one. Those first few seasons, you saw the glimpses and the consistent play that you thought, you know, the Colts were going to keep on chugging after the Peyton Manning era. And then the the shoulder injuries happened and, you know, Luck hasn't played for a long time. I think it's been since January of 2016, 2017, the last time he played in a a regular season game. And you have to wonder, is Andrew Luck ever going to be back to that elite level that he was his first few seasons? And, you know, they did not, do him any favors with the offensive line they constructed in front of him and you look at the team right now outside of ty hilton and jack doyle the team doesn't have a strong presence in the running game and you look at the rest of the wide receivers and you have to wonder what's this team gonna be does this team have enough talent around andrew luck to win and right now i don't think so but if andrew luck can get back to to that elite level then you know he he can elevate the talent around him. But right now, the talent around him is not going to get him back to that elite level for now. and Obviously, the health is definitely an issue as well.
1: How has the Indianapolis Colts front office, at least in my opinion, I don't know about you, but in my opinion, the front office for the Colts have completely mismanaged Andrew Luck's entire time uh, while he's been there by failing to put... A, a decent team around him um you know like you, you mentioned ty hill and uh doyle but besides those guys you know the offensive line has been poor the running game has been poor the defense has been poor what does it say what do you say about the front office doing a really poor job uh putting players around angel uh over these past four or five years
0: yeah, there's no doubt about it that they did not, and this is not to, you know, throw shade at the new regime, but the previous regime, led by Ryan Grigson, who was in the Browns' front office last year under Sashi Brown, they did not do a great job of building the roster around Andrew Luck. And I think that's always the. You know, you have the quarterback, everything else will fall into place. No, you still have to draft well and you still have to be able to recruit free agents here well. And that's something the Colts haven't been able to do, Um, you know the new regime that came in in the 2017 season and had a year with Chuck Pagano, you know, they added Malik hooker and I think there's still potential for him to be a playmaker at the safety position. You know, they've tried to rebuild the offensive line with Ryan Kelly. They drafted Quentin Nelson this year with the sixth pick, So obviously they're trying to build up that offensive line. Um, But the lack of playmakers around him, like I said, outside of Hilton and Doyle, you know, there's not a strong presence at running in the running back. I think their current running backs are Christine Michael, Robert Turbin, who both were with the Seahawks. You also have Marlon Mack, who's had some flashes, and Jordan Wilkins, who was a fifth-round pick this year. So he's still a question mark. So they've never had a strong running game behind him, and the receivers outside of Helton and Doyle have been lackluster. So, you know— while you have the quarterback, you still have to build the team around him because it's not just the quarterback that makes a, a Super Bowl contender; it's a, the entire team.
1: Looking at the Tennessee Titans, uh, they have a new head coach in Mike Rabel. Uh, he's a former defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Um, you know, he was with the Houston Texans for a little bit. You know, they do have Marcus Mariota, and you know the, the Titans have been a very offensive, heavily – they've relied on their offense a lot over the last few years with Mariota. How do you think Mike Rabel is going to go with the Tennessee Titans? Are they going to become a defensive team? Are they going to – with having a player like Mariota already, are they going to be able to become like that perfect blend of offense and defense? How do you see Rabel uh, putting this team together?
0: I think when you look at the Titans, I think they're trying to become a balanced team to have both a strong offense but as well as a strong defense. I think you obviously it starts with Mariota up front. The running game, they they had Derrick Henry who showed he could be an NFL running back last year. And also they went ahead and added Deion Lewis in free agency. They they drafted Corey Davis last year with the fifth pick in the draft. He had an injury-plagued season. I think there's still high hopes for him. Uh, Rashard Matthews is a young promising receiver um, you also have Delaney Walker and you have a strong offensive line but on the defensive side they have Derek Morgan there they uh, added Rashawn Evans this year in the draft they signed Malcolm Butler they have Brian Arakpoe they also drafted a Dory Jackson a year ago so I think they're trying to build both sides of the football it's just interesting how is this, what, Which way is this team going to go under Vrabel? Are they going to take another step forward after being in the playoffs last year, or are they going to fall back to being a 500 or worse team?
1: This is what, Mariota's third or fourth year? What does he have to show uh, in his growth as a quarterback uh, being uh, year three slash year four? I can't remember off the top of my head which one it is. Uh,
0: This is coming into his fourth season, and I think when you look at Mariota – the biggest thing with him is last year he threw more interceptions than touchdowns. And this is coming off a 2016 season where he had 26 touchdowns and nine picks. So with him, you know, he's got to work on his accuracy, obviously, and proving that he can be a quarterback in the pocket. I mean, each year he's had only about 350 yards or worse running the ball but don't be dependent running the football if you're going to be a quarterback in this league you got to prove you can win within the pocket and you know i still think Mariota has what it takes to be a elite franchise quarterback in this league but when you're throwing more interceptions and touchdowns that's not getting the job done regardless if you make the playoffs
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, you know, quarter, quarterback play is uh, probably the, the most important thing, and, you know, if your quarterback's throwing more interceptions and touchdowns, you're not going to win many football games. Well, let's go to the guy uh, that was drafted one spot before Marcus Mariota. That was Jameis Winston in the 2015 NFL Draft. You know, he, he's suspended for, I believe, the first three games of the season. Uh, for an incident that occurred off the field, uh, you know, his his whole career so far has been really up and down. Even with the suspension uh, this year for Mar- or for Jameis Winston, how, how big of it is a, how big of a, how important is this year for, for Jameis, and is it a make or break season for him as the sorry quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
0: I think it definitely is. And, you know, Jameis, he's had his flashes as a quarterback. You know, 2016, much like Mariota, he had a good season. They went 9-7. and seven. He had 28 touchdowns, threw for over 4,000 yards. But then last year he fell back. Fell back, and while his uh, completion percentage went up 4%, he only threw 19 touchdowns. He only threw for 3,500 yards. He missed three games uh, because of injury. But, you know, Jameis has been – it's been lackluster. And I think when he went number one in 2015, all the hype around him was that despite his immaturity and off the field issues that he was going to be one of these top quarterbacks and there's still time for him. He's only uh, 24 years old. He'll be 25 in January. But when you look at Tampa, you know, they're in the point right now where they're going to, they're debating whether or not to give him a long-term extension. And with that, you know, he's got to be, the leader he's got to be a role model and he's got to be a good citizen off and on the field and he also got to be a good quarterback so I do think it's a make or break year for him I think the fact that they're not they're not guaranteeing him the starting role after when he comes off suspension and when you look Ryan Fitzpatrick's a quarterback right now so the fact that he's not guaranteed the starting job when he comes back tells me that Tampa's definitely considering moving on from Jameis Winston following this season.
1: You know, I would be very shocked if they ended up uh, moving Jameis Winston, but you know, when you look at a guy, look at the guy who's had uh, constant off the field issues, uh, I guess it wouldn't be too much of a surprise if, Um, you know, they did move on from him. Now, it's tough to move on from a number one overall pick, especially a quarterback, but uh, that's a very tough decision that that Buccaneers front office is going to have to make. Uh, Let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. They've kind of been the the model of consistency over the last uh, few seasons. Um, You know, they've made the playoffs um, four out of the last five years. They can make it five out of six this year. What does... The Carolina, what do the Carolina Panthers have to do to con- consistently continue to make the playoffs, and what other steps do they need to finally take in order to make it to make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl?
0: Well, in, in such a tough division, it's going to be hard for the the Panthers to get back to the Super Bowl, I think. But for the playoffs, you know, like you said, they've been a model of consistency these last few years and it obviously it all starts with Cab Newton. You know, the the former MVP. Uh you know, he's been on it's his uh career's gone down a little bit since his MVP season. And I think, you know, maybe that Super Bowl loss is still hanging over him. And, you know, I think it obviously was tough on him, you know, walking away from his post game press conference, you know, during the middle of a question. But, you know, for Cam, if he can get his career back on track, he's still 29 years old. He's in the prime of his career. If he's got to get it back on track, the one big thing is, is the turnovers. You know, his MVP season, he threw 10 interceptions, but threw 35 touchdowns. 2016, he had 19 touchdowns, but 14 picks. And last year, he had 22 touchdowns, 16 picks. Obviously, much like uh, we talked about with Mariota, can't turn the ball over. That's the one big thing obviously around him the talent is there you know christian mccaffrey i really expect him to break out this year you know he proved he could be a playmaker at this next level during his rookie season and i think carolina is going to give him more of a load yeah they have cj anderson there as well but i would expect mccaffrey to really be a be a big time playmaker for uh, the carolina panthers offense at the receiver position they drafted dj moore Devin Funches, I think it could be a guy that can have a breakout season at the receiver position. They still have Greg Olson. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, Julius Peppers is back. You know, he's 38. He's in his 16th season. He might not have much left in the tank, but the guy just knows how to get after the quarterback. They added Don Terry Poe. You know, they have uh, K1 Short. They have Shaq Thompson. They have Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis. You know, the secondary is still a question, but uh, I just think Carolina and, you know, Ron Rivera is there, and he's always going to have a hard-nosed defense. So I always think that Carolina is going to be there in contention for the playoffs, but in such a tough division, it, it might be a, uh, another season where they're the odd team out in the South.
1: I really think the addition of DJ Moore is really going to help this Carolina offense. They've been... Re- Looking for that true number number one receiver uh, for a while, and I, I think DJ is going to be able to provide that for them uh, here this season and from now on. Uh, the new, Man, I can't talk today. It's been a long day at work, so I apologize for my consistent stumbles uh, so far. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, we don't know how many more years Drew Brees has. As a quarterback in the NFL or of the New Orleans Saints, do the New Orleans Saints have enough on offense and on defense to to win it all and get Drew Brees a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl?
0: Absolutely, I think you know the way their season ended last year on that unbelievable play by Case Keenum to um, Stephon Diggs. You know, obviously that's a punch in the gut for any franchise, but I think for the Saints. I think they use that as motivation to get back, and I definitely think they have enough. They're miss, they're going to miss Mark Ingram the first four games, but you know you have Alvin Kamara, and he really turned heads last year. I don't think anybody saw the third round pick out of Tennessee having the season that he had and I think he's going to back it up with another strong season. They have Shane Vereen and Mike Gillisley, and I think if they can use those three backs for the first four games to keep Kamara fresh, and then once Ingram comes back, I think that running game is going to be strong. You know, Looking at the receivers, Michael Thomas out of Ohio State, uh, I I think he's a top-10 wide receiver, and I think this year he can definitely solidify it. I think he's so talented, and I think that's another guy that, turned a lot of people that proved a lot of people wrong when he was a second round pick and, uh, that defense, obviously they have two pretty damn good corners at Lattimore and, uh, Arthur Millette. I think those guys had a great season and I think they can back it up with another strong season. They have Von bell. They have Marcus Williams, who was unfortunately the victim of that, uh, interception. Um, or that played to Stephon Diggs. They also have Ken Crawley who had another who had a solid year last year as well in the secondary. I think the Saints have enough to where they can go to the Super Bowl and when you have a great quarterback like Drew Brees, who's, you know, entering his seventeenth season and who knows how much longer he's got, they had to take advantage of every opportunity to get to this point. Yeah,
1: I think, you know, when you have an older quarterback, you want to do what you can to protect him. And I think the best way for Bree- to protect Breeze is by using the fantastic running game that they developed last season with Alvin Kamara. Uh, I, I really look forward to uh, Kamara having another big year this year. And, you know, if they can find that perfect balance of, of run and pass, you know, I could definitely see them back uh, in the NFC Championship game, maybe making it to the Super Bowl and, and potentially winning it all. You know, I think it's fair to say whoever comes out of the NFC is probably going to be the favorite to win the Super Bowl because of how tough that conference is, and you know making the playoffs in that conference is going to be a challenge to begin with. Um, you know, let's look at the the final team in that division and the last team we'll talk about here in this episode, and that is the Atlanta Fal- uh, Falcons. You know, all the last season there were. Uh, twenty eight to three jokes made all, all season long what do the Falcons need to do to put those jokes to rest and get back to to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl?
0: You know they just have to they have to keep doing what they're doing. I think Dan Quinn is the right head coach for that team you know he brought that physical style of play from Seattle to Atlanta and it's worked I mean in the two seasons that he's been there. Two or three seasons. Obviously, they went to the Super Bowl last year. They beat the Rams in the Wild Card round and lost in a close game to the eventual Super Bowl champions. But I think Atlanta's got the talent. I don't think there's any doubt about it. You have Matt Ryan, former MVP. You got Freeman and Coleman in the backfield. You got Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, and they drafted Calvin Ridley. That gives you three pretty good wide receivers. Uh, they have a good offensive line up front, led by Jake Matthews and Alex Mack. Their defense has been solid. You know, they have young guys. They have a mixture of young guys and veterans. You know, Desmond Trufant, uh, Tack McKinley, Grady Jarrett, um, Vic Beasley. I mean, there's great defensive players all over there. Ricardo Allen is another one. I mean, this Atlanta Falcons team is tough, and I think they can get, like, this division, I think, might be the toughest in football just because you have three and... Potentially four, if Tampa can get on the right track, four playoff-caliber teams. But, unfortunately, there's only, only a, a chance of three, uh, three teams out of a division. So, Atlanta's got to come right out of the gate starting tonight against Philly in the opener and prove to everyone that they're still a contender. While people are kind of overlooking them in this tough NFC division, they're a team that can definitely make the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, there's three... Really strong quarterbacks in this division. Uh, there's potentially a fourth if Jameis can really uh, put everything together. Uh, when you have Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, and and potentially Winston, uh, all a quarterback unit division, it's, it's going to be very tough. It's going to be a tough season uh, for defenses in that division. So, you know, I think you're right by saying I don't know if it's the toughest division in football, but I think that this division is. Uh, extremely competitive, and you know, like I said, when you look at all these quarterbacks, um, you know, they give you a chance to, to uh, win each week they go out there. And when you have that opportunity, uh, if you can get into the playoffs, you know, that's how um, you know you could potentially go win the Super Bowl. Is you know, you got to have that Super Bowl caliber quarterback, and three of these four teams in this division absolutely have that. Uh, is there anything you want to? else you want to discuss between these two teams uh before we get out of here on this episode or between these eight teams that we talked about well do you want to pick division uh division winners sure let's go ahead and do that i'll let you go ahead and start uh go ahead and give me your division winners for the afc south and nfc south
0: well for the afc south i'm going with the houston texans just because i think if deshaun watson could stay healthy and i'm banking on that uh there's no love for him being my fantasy quarterback with me saying this either but i think houston comes back strong i think they rally around watson's return and i think he uplifts this team i think there's enough talent on offense with him and then also on the defensive side having Clowney and Watt healthy uh that defense is always going to be dangerous with them too as your pass rushers and i'm going with them to win the afc south and I also have the Jaguars being one of my wildcard teams. So there's two, te- two teams from the AFC South that I'll be representing in the playoffs. On the NFC South, um, I have the Saints winning the division. Uh, uh, Drew Brees is the top five quarterback in this league still to me at age 39 with the weapons around him, Ingram, Kamara, Michael Thomas. Um, and, of course, on that defensive side with Lattimore, Crawley, and Marcus Davenport, who they traded two number ones to get. I think that defense is going to come back stronger than ever as well. So I'm going with the Saints to win the South, and then I also have the Falcons making the wild card.
1: Uh, I think the Houston Texans are going to get off to a slow start with Watson. I think it's going to take him a little bit, uh, you know, get his feedback and and get into the groove of things. So that's why I think Jacksonville is going to, uh, win the division I, I think Houston could be a playoff team but you know it really all depends on um, you know the health of Deshaun Watson uh, for the NSC South I, I'm, I'm with you I, I got the Saints winning that division and the Falcons being a wild card team I, I think you know the, the entire NFC is really tough as I, I mentioned a little bit ago and you know in order to uh, make the playoffs I there really can't be many questions about your football team. And when you look at the Saints and the Falcons, uh, I don't see many questions at all. Uh, when you look at the Panthers, I think there are too many questions. And, and for that reason, I'm going uh, to go with the Saints and the Falcons, uh, both to make the playoffs with the Saints winning the division. Do you want to go ahead and plug everything as we get on out of here?
0: Absolutely. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jmccurrycle uh, follow. Look at my. Check out my website, the thenorthcoastsports.com, for all the latest on Cleveland sports. And as always, check out the other podcast that myself and Anthony do, the North Coast Sports Cast. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, and also on YouTube. Um, and follow that on Twitter at NC Sports uh,
1: You can find me on Twitter at at Anthony Jokey uh, J O K I. You can find the podcast. Uh, on twitter and on facebook at 1085 gridiron uh, you could download our podcast on itunes soundcloud google play uh, most importantly spotify uh, we just recently got on there uh, we're still waiting on iHeartRadio radio that should come soon um when you download our podcast be sure to subscribe rate and review it we would absolutely appreciate it i think we're up to uh 10 reviews over on itunes we'd absolutely love to continue to bump that number up uh know as as we keep on moving forward and doing this podcast uh and with that we're gonna get out here and i'll leave you with this as i do at the end of every episode and that is go browns leftovers
0: or (laughs) the dmv number 97 or house cleaning
1: Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. we' by law. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.